Howdy everybody out there, this is Big Beefin'. This is JP and I am one third of that Big Beefin' show. This is Aaron Rollins. What you doing boy? We have a ride, bring us in Shane. Now you may be asking, what is Big Beefin'? Well, the answer is quite simple. Big Beefin' is... Where all of your wildest dreams come true. That's a good one, that's a good one. <laughs> you stop listening halfway through. I knew you were podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's his goddamn yard, and he put the property tax on a damn thing. And he said, wait a minute, Rollins, you got to be smarter than fucking average bear. And I looked at him, I said, that goes both ways, buddy. And he kept talking, I just left. <laughs> average bear, that's a, that's a yogi, yogi bear, right? Isn't that? He's that's funny. a yogi bear reference, but that's not the fucking point, man. But the, so That's bullshit. If, hey, are you okay? Did, didn't you tell that one yesterday? I just told that one yesterday. Like, Aaron, are you okay? That he states that Bigfoot is there in plain sight. You just choose not to see him. <laughs> That's not what I meant, damn it. Fuck, you never mind. Never fucking mind, John. You don't want to fucking walk your fat ass and don't walk. There you go. See? That is. <laughs> no. Uh, no beat the drops. Let's get right to this. Hello, my name is JP. No need for no MC. I've been keeping it real since 1983. <laughs> Shit my pants on the big leaf and Just enjoy the show. Mr. Black. Hey, boy. Hey, boy. What you doing? You're not at the hospital yet? Not at the hospital yet, sir. I thought today was supposed to be the day. It is supposed to be the day. Uh-oh. Hang on. Give me one second. My phone's acting up. I can't seem to get you online. Hang on. Hang okay. on. Okay. Oh, excuse me. Oh, excuse me. You just start recording once you call, don't you? Uh, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> because I'll forget if if I I'll forget if I don't. Oh, then we're just talking for no reason. Yeah, well, that's happened before. We went like one time. We went like twelve minutes, and I forgot to record it. <laughs> come, come here. Oh. How's Aaron doing in um in Washington? Looks like he's having a good time. I was going to ask him, though, that uh, little jacket he's got on, I wonder if he can actually button it all the way, because it looks like it'll like quite button across his waist. Wearing clothes, you can't fit them. Yeah. Hold on, real quick. Uh, all right, hold on. Uh, trying to get my pad open so I have some reference to, so when we're when we're talking good evening everybody welcome back to another exciting edition of that big beef and show i am jp and i am one part of that big beef show and as always the captain of our boat mr shay rollins how we doing shane they're stepping on my fucking tomatoes I don't, I don't know what's that reference to but you know what's that reference to oh there was a scene in uh gears of war four where yes yes yeah, so and Gears of War basically is just like a testosterone, muscle-fueled shooter game on the Xbox. And uh, you get through one and three, you're following this one guy's name's Marcus Phoenix, and it's his friends. When you get to Gears of War 4, it's his son, JD. And Marcus is like an old man now. He's like in his 50s. And, oh, yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. Anyways, the, 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 the swarm comes back. The locust comes back. And uh, so they go to get Marcus because he was the hero of the last war. And uh, 
he turns out to be a tomato farmer. And uh, there's this scene where the new bad guy, the big bad, the one that's like the, the new general Ram comes in and Marcus was running towards his farm. And he's like, they're destroying my fucking tomatoes. And like, it's just so ridiculous. Like all he cares about now is that ridiculous. Is that? Well, you know, we ain't got much left, Shane. You know, you don't watch baseball, do you? Uh, I mean, I don't watch baseball, but I know the game. Well, I, well, I know that, you know, but, you know, if no one knows, Shane's not the biggest uh, sports fan on the Big Beefing show. Um, you want to know anything comic book or, well, you, you know politics, right? You, you, you're okay with politics. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I keep up. I, you, I couldn't get into the in-depth, like, but I can give you, like, the theories and the general overall like, I, I know I'm really good with, like, political theory, like uh, the old school stuff, like where it all started. Um, yeah, because you scored, but off topic, you scored 100 on your history. Yeah, yeah I can go down and pull, I can pull the damn records. I got them downstairs <laughs> in a little accordion binder. I can go get them right now. I made a perfect <laughs> score. You, you, were, you, you were very proud of that day. You were the only one to score 100, right? I, I scored. I was one out of three people in the entire state. In Texas, in the year two thousand and two thousand one, yeah, the test was taken in two thousand one. Uh, I was one of three people in the entire state that scored a perfect score on the state history exam. I didn't know that part. I didn't know about the one year, one third of the best score. Yeah, there was ever. only me and two other people. They didn't tell me who the other people were. They just said he was one out of three in the entire. State. And I remember Coach Real. He was the history professor. Like he had to give, like he had to stop class to give me thanks because. It made him look good in front of all the other teachers. Nobody else had a student with a perfect score in any of these. <laughs> but Coach Real had one. And he asked no. me, he asked me, he's like, how'd you do it? And I'm like, well, Coach, you set us in here. And the way you teach us is you pull up the textbook, but it's like the summary version. And you have us copy down that summary version. So by the time this is all over, I pretty much read the damn textbook word for word. So, I mean, how could I not miss it? You know, I mean, most people fell asleep. Most people didn't turn it in. Most people just didn't do the notes. They didn't actually write it down. Yeah. I'm, I was an idiot. I was writing the shit down, you know, just to get to the next page. And, uh, you know, it's just you, you do it enough and it becomes muscle memory. It becomes brain memory. You know, you just I, repetition. But say, like, I, thought, I thought you and Aaron decided that there's no such thing as muscle memory. Oh, yeah. Well, it's it's not necessarily the muscle in the sense of, your muscle is trained to act and act again. It's more of like uh, repetition. Like if you, um, it's kind of like if you do anything. If uh, if you change your oil once, mm -hmm. and then five years later you go to change your oil again, you might struggle on it if you hadn't done it in a while. But if you change your oil on your own regularly, like you're supposed to every whatever, however many miles. Like the old school, it used to be every three thousand miles. Yeah. Now, now I think it's more like nine thousand miles, but. As long as you change it regularly, you'll know what to do, and you'll get it to where you can get it done quick. So it's the same principle. I mean, if you read history non-fucking stop, you'll eventually get it. But yeah, I can. Uh, I'll get the. Uh, I'll go down and get the get the scores and, and put them up, so we can hmm. we can see it. See that hundred. See that hundred in the history column. History, all the way over one zero zero. You can so you can um you can um uh show it off to the fans. Yep. Speaking hey, of fans in Washington, how we doing, sir? You were speaking about Washington? Yeah. Well, because um, the, the Nationals are playing baseball team in the World Series. 
<laughs> I know that. Damn it, I'm, I'm up here. I know what's going on. <laughs> you could have said any ta- team you wanted, John. I wouldn't have had a fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> the, Was- the Washington Philadelphians are. <laughs> you could have said yeah, the no, Braves or the Cubs, and I would have been like, oh, okay, whatever. So, do you, I know you're doing something very important in, in uh, Washington right now, Aaron, but for me, do you feel the excitement of the, the Nationals in the, in the World Series there? Um, there's There's a couple of people that have brought it up, but for the most part, uh, with what's going on this weekend, more people are concerned about that. Okay, so and tell everybody what you're doing right now in Washington. Yeah, I was invited to be at a, uh, a Corman reunion where, um, surprisingly, I've already met three Corman that I actually know from 10 years ago. Really? Two, two other ones that know the people I know from back then, and some of us were even in the same area of operations while we were deployed, and most of these guys have uh, lost a limb or been burned, uh, like I ran into Thomas Henderson and he took over in my platoon when I was coming off and they went to Afghanistan and he lost uh, one leg below the knee and had some pretty severe shrapnel burns and, and uh, wounds on his left arm. It, it fucked him up pretty good. And uh, there's other people that are here, like Scott Thomas and other amputees that are um, that are here to to help the Semper Fi Fund, mm-hmm. which is a nonprofit organization that raises millions of dollars a year for sports and healing for amputees and combat injuries uh, from veterans. And um, some of them are going to be running a marathon tomorrow. Um, other people are running for other reasons, but there's a, a 10K a run, um, a, a, thir- a full marathon, and then a 50K. And I don't know how many miles is in 50 kilometers, but uh, there's several races that are going on. And the whole goal is that the Semper Fi Fund gets people that are injured, that are needing to rehabilitate. It gets them active, gets them into sports, and gets them uh, back on the road to be in their normal selves because a lot of people struggle with the, when they lose a limb or they have traumatic injury and uh, they kind of lose their identity. And this is to help them reclaim that. It's Are great. You, were you at a gala? Were you at a, a party? Uh, you were at a reunion, right? We went on. Yeah. So the reunion, we went on to the, um, the commandant's house, which really? it's the oldest military post for the Marine Corps. And every commandant, except for commandants one and two, have lived in this house, and they're on commandant 38. So 30-plus different families have lived in that home since the 1800s. What, and What's the vibe? What's the vibe of the party? What's the vibe and like? Some people are glad to be here. And for, for me, I'm meeting up with these other corpsmen, and we're talking about our deployment experiences, and it's, it's freaking awesome. We have this one dude that's kind of a jackass because he's um, – He's the type of guy that has the, the smart ass comment for almost everything. And he keeps on pointing out like, this is stupid. This is stupid. This is stupid about, you know, stuff that's happened to him in his career. And this, there's a guy that's here. That's actually still active duty. He's a chief. And for the Navy, that's a, that's a high rank. And uh, he looked over after that guy stopped talking. He's like, yeah, he's the sailor. I don't want to have, I don't want him <laughs> working with me. <laughs> Cause he's trouble. Do you get that? That excitement being around people like you want to rejoin when you get that when you're around people like that you want well, to like man I want to be, I want to be right now you know I want to be around more people like this that are not in active service so I was saying that I said <laughs> you know you look you look at what's going on and you see everybody in their uniforms they look good and everything that's happening you're like man I miss that but then you realize what they're doing and you're like no I don't really miss that <laughs> so we were talking the slogan in the, in the army was. They do more that they do more before 8 a.m. than most people do in a day. 
for the Marines, it's 7 a.m. Before they gotta, well, before seven or eight, more than what most people do in a fucking day. <laughs> yeah. So by the time like you're you're getting ready to actually do your job, you've already done a shitload of other stuff. And the, there's guys that are here that are just standing post and standing watch at a gate for somebody's house, and it's it almost feels like you're walking into either like royalty or just the wealthy American elite because they've got caretakers for the home that dust it. They've got security sentries that patrol the area. Excuse me. They, they have do, like an old school butler? No, no, well, no, no. So the, the enlisted men serve as caretakers for the house, and they, they gave a tour of the house, and, the, and inside of the house is a, is a portrait of every commandant that's ever lived there, uh, except for one guy, because one guy was dishonorably discharged for shooting somebody. And um, that they they have their paintings in there. So and let's say you're a uh, let's say you're a uh, you know you you joined up you you do it you want to serve your country you want to do this good thing and you're like yes yeah, I'm going to do it and you go through basic and you, know, you go through hell and they're like hey um, we're going to have you watch this guy's house and uh, cut the grass. So there's a meme that's uh, that's circulating right now about infantry Marines that go on what's called a mew. It's a military, it's a Marine expeditionary force. It's where they go to like Africa or something and they get on a Navy ship and just sail around. But then you got national guard guys that are going to Afghanistan to fucking fight Taliban. And they're like, but, but I'm a, I'm an infantry Marine. <laughs> so, yeah. so it, I signed up for was to fight and you're sending me on a ship. <laughs> well, I mean, they got it rotated out though. Right. I mean, it can't all be just one. They'll fucking lose all the Marines if they send all of them. So they do they do have a policy in place of so many combat tours back to back before they start cutting you into some sort of different job. But the the idea is, is that if you're infantry, you deploy as much as you can. Now, the the time between deployments is what's met what matters. So, yeah, you're right about them switching out different elements. So it's not a shot in the dark. If I if like I joined up today and where I went through training and they wouldn't go, you go to this house. You know, I would have to go through actual combat, not just a, some. All right, a good job. Um, go, go. You're gonna go patrol this house. I would have to actually go to training no, before I would go. Not, I mean, I mean, no, that's always true. Now, for for Marines, the Marines is the only branch of the military whose sole focus is combat. So the Navy, they have combat elements, but they're more about protecting the sea from piracy and things of that nature. Um, and the Air Force is about securing uh, American interests in the sky and sky territory. Is it? Is it since you were you were active, uh, you were uh, Navy, right? So, yeah, that's right. Are you gonna be biased if I say, Shane, Aaron, what is what what is our best branch in our government in our our, in our forces? Which one's the best one? I mean, like you know, you down fucking doors, Navy, you know. Well, no, it'd be the Marines would be like the most gung ho fucking. Destroyer. It, it, it also, on, go ahead, Aaron. What's it depends on what sphere you say is the best. As far as like discipline goes, the Marine Corps has the best discipline. As far as like careers go, the Air Force has the best careers, hands down. As far as world experience, it's the Navy because the Navy literally takes you fucking everywhere. You go everywhere in the fucking Navy. Like one of uh, one of the people that we know, Shane and I, he's been to the Persian Gulf, Greece, Italy, Germany, England, and the U.S. And I never like I was an infantry sailor so i didn't get that experience but he was a cook 
So he got to go to all these different places. So it really depends on what, what you're trying to gauge it on. For combat purposes, it's the Marine Corps because the Marine Corps is meant to be combat. That's all they worry about. So every Marine goes through boot camp, and it all sucks no matter who you are. But every Marine after that goes through some sort of infantry training. So you get further weapons training, further marksman training. And the whole idea is that every Marine is a rifleman. So no matter what your job is, you can still pick up a rifle and shoot better than most people. But if you're one of the baddest of the bad, John, it's not going to be anybody we know about. It's covert <laughs> ops. Not, I was just saying, let's, let's break it down to like, like it's like CIA. Like, like, let's say like, let's break it down like military. I mean, combat wise, you got army, marine. I don't know what Navy SEAL fits in somewhere. Like, how do you stack them? Well, to the Navy baddest to the baddest. Plays Navy. You know? Some other branches go to be Navy SEALs. Uh huh. They, they they mix it up sometimes. Yeah, so you've got you've got combined forces for uh, diff different SEAL teams. But if you're going to be a SEAL, you've got to go through the SEAL training. And the Delta uh, Army Delta Force is kind of the same. Delta Force takes from different units that have their elite tryout, and then you get selected, and then you can be on Delta Force. So Delta Force and certain SEAL team components are similar in that respect. They just didn't have different commands and who they who they respond to. But then you also have uh, Air Force Tactical Air Control Party, and they're the type of badasses that go in like two to three man teams. And they, if a pilot wrecks his uh, ship, or I'm sorry, his plane behind enemy lines, they go and they get his ass out of there. Or paint too, right? You what? Paint targets. Yeah, they paint oh. targets for for surgical airstrikes, or um, they'll do you know snipe missions. Um, you, but really. Do, do you know offhand how far does that laser go that they they use to paint? How far is that laser? Yeah, some of them. Some of them you got to be like within a hundred yards. It's, it really? depends on. Yeah. Some of them, yeah. Some of them you've got to be pretty close, and some of them, um, if you're using just a basic uh, night vision laser with your optics to point for an aircraft up ahead, as long as their optics are powerful enough to see your light beam. Then you you can just talk to them on the radio. It's like, hey, I'm shining my light at a target. It's roughly 300 yards. The direction that I'm shooting at, there's a house there, and you need to bomb the shit out of that house with a fucking 2,000 pound bomb. And then that's that's as easy as it gets. Where where do Rangers fit in? Marines, Rangers, like where, where they, um, Rangers is your elite infantry, and you know they're not they're not special operations. They're special warfare. And so there's there's two differences there. Your special operations guys are your SEALs, your Green Berets, your Deltas, your Marine Raiders, and then special uh, forces would be Rangers, would be Tactical Air Control Party, SWIG teams, which are the Surface Warfare Combat Crew. I never heard of Raiders before. I never heard of those. You know. So yeah, the Marine Corps Raiders were big in World War II, and then they got deactivated because there really wasn't a need for them. But they got reactivated against the war on terror against Taliban because they're specifically men as like hunter teams. They go and they hunt people and assassinate them. Yeah, and those Rangers, John, they got power coins and they can summon Zords. Yeah, giant robots to fight demons and shit. <laughs> Rangers. Red ones, black ones, yellow how ones. Long, so how long are you there for? I'll be uh, coming back Sunday night. Okay. So, they yeah, pay for everything? They all meals included and everything? Yeah, they, they paid. We just had lunch at the uh, Commandant's freaking, um, not at his house, but there was a building across the street from the parade area that we had a lunch at. Um, they oh, tell, us food. Uh, tell, us, tell us what you ate. Tell us how oh, yeah, it was a place called um, something brisket. 
like forever brisket or, or some shit. And, um, dude, the, their brisket, and their chicken was fucking great. Yeah, it was fucking great. They had like this cheese infused sausage and yeah, they, you only get one plate. So I just, I picked out with what I had and dude, they, they also had peach cobbler and apple cobbler. God dang, dude. It was so sweet, but it was still fucking good. Next everybody's time here. Oh, I said, everybody's downstairs having a drink. So I'm going to leave here soon and, 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 uh, and go join them. But, um, no, there's people here that have like uh, traumatic brain injury, which is usually from uh, concussive blasts, from IED blasts. The dude that I was talking to earlier, Henderson, he stepped on a fucking uh, mine in Afghanistan. And um, that, you know, the, the injuries he sustained there are pretty severe. And that was just a common occurrence when they were over there in Afghanistan. That was the deployment after my deployment. So I was leaving. These guys were coming in. And mm-hmm. the good thing that I can hold on to is that these guys remember me and I left a good impression on them. <laughs> because there's some dudes that didn't leave very good impressions. Like I was told that one of the guys I actually worked with, he punched somebody that was an E8. And he was like an E4 at the time, which – even punching somebody that's one one number above you is a big deal. He punched somebody that was four numbers above him. That's huge. And I hadn't heard this story until now. Uh, it had to do with him treating a patient, and um, you know he's medical, so it's like that's my sole purpose is treating patients. And he interrupted him while he was doing it. And he just couldn't fucking take it. Socked him right in the face. I don't know what happened after that, but just hearing shit like that, it's like God damn, man. Afghanistan was a fucking different, whole different thing. Well. Shit, man. Well, we're glad you. Well, we're glad you hopped on. We're glad you're having fun. You know, just George yeah, we have there. You know, so it's great getting to connect with all these guys and see all these sites. Like I met the commandant of the Marine Corps, which is the leading officer for all the entire Marine Corps. Um, he sets the policy and he regulates what the Marines do on a day-to-day basis. The only person that's above him is the Secretary of the Navy. And then I met the sergeant major of the Marine Corps, and that dude's got, like, parachute jumper wings, so he jumped out of airplanes. He's got, like, fucking this many ribbons going all the way across. We his saw face. that. I was like, wow, this, guy, this guy's loaded up, you know. Yeah, he's, he's lethal, man. That dude's a killer. And, I, you know, I told him when I was shaking his hand, I was like, there was a time, sergeant major, where meeting you scared the daylights out of me. He's like, oh, why is that? <laughs> <laughs> These guys are fucking intimidating is why. <laughs> <laughs> what you look at, Chief? What'd you say? Does he know Master Chief? Uh, well, I mean, well, wait a minute. Which Master Chief? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's talking about the Master Chief. Yeah, like oh, one seven. Oh, um, the the Navy leadership when it comes to senior enlisted, like the Master Chief Petty Officer of the Navy, and then the Sergeant Major of the Marine Corps. Yeah, they're they're going to know each other because they do joint leadership conferences and joint training exercises. So. They um, they get to know each other. Um, they do a lot of uh, cross training and and cross. Uh, they they hand off a lot of people back and forth for that kind of shit. <laughs> oh, say, next time you're up here, boy, if you want some fucking amazing brisket, there's this place me and Jacob went to uh, last week. It's fucking amazing. Where'd you go? And how amazing was it? It was called the Panther City Barbecue, and they used to be, they were running their business out of a fucking trailer, like a little, like a U-Haul trailer. <laughs> it looked like, like a nacho stand, like you'd see like at a football game or something, you know? It's like a, stand. Yeah, yeah. stand, yeah. And uh, they've upgraded now. They actually have a, a structure that they're operating out of, and they the way they do their business is they got so much meat. 
And when they cook all that meat, that's it. They're done. They close up. So if you want that brisket, you got to get there on time. And so the line gets fucking long, but it is well worth it. Best brisket I've ever had. Yeah. Best, and I, best. I, know you, I know you don't like to wait for shit. So I'll take that with. Yeah, best, I'll take best that. one I've ever had. Best. best. It's the best, damn it. <laughs> now, there's another place down the road called Hyman Barbecue. They have the best burnt ends I've ever had. But 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 Panther City, there's no brisket like it. There's nothing else like it. Nothing. <laughs> I get it, man. Shit. <laughs> I'm guessing Shane's talking about food, you know, I'm guessing. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be talking Mr. 250. <laughs> huh? Damn. Why you gotta go straight? Well, Aaron, I don't know, boy. I saw some of your your pictures and uh that jacket. Little, little tight. Yeah, that jacket's actually like four years old. <laughs> no, it does not fit no more. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm two ten, so I'm about uh, forty pounds behind you there, John. Shit. <laughs> well, I'm I'm two eighty, so I'm thirty over John. So you're, you're also there? like four inches over John. <laughs> I think the the smallest Shane ever was was like two thirty five. Yeah, that was when I was in college on my own. I was broke as fuck. Didn't have <laughs> was eating a bologna sandwich. Or, or, I like I how you had the motion to fuck broke as fuck in there. Why <laughs> oh, so thin? He was skeletal. <laughs> yeah, I was like the Joker. Oh God, yeah, he was so he was so malnourished, so bony, man. It was like almost emaciated. Jesus. But he, but he worked out to be that way, right? Or just no, well, I, think, I think he just stopped. I think he did no intake. So what water. Christian Bale did for the machinist, and y'all y'all heard about him getting skinny yeah. for that. They're he looked like Ethiopian. They had he, that um, on standby twenty four hours a day. He, he ate half an apple a day and ran like four miles. God dang, man. That's dedication. I saw well, John the, a mile once. Yeah, <laughs> at a mile once, you know. <laughs> The long ass fucking mile. Oh, All right, Aaron. Well, we want to keep you from your. From your uh, why your, why, is this, why is this view so much better, Aaron? Your your view at home is shit. Why is it better here? Using my phone, I've used my camera on my computer at home. But why do you? Why don't you just stop doing it? Because it looks like garbage. Why don't you tell me not how to live my life, man? I don't want to hear it. <laughs> oh, uh, Dad wants to know how come you never riding. Uh, because I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, he asked me every single time he's like you talk to your brother and i'm like yeah man i fucking i talk to him damn near every day and he's like uh <laughs> just threw oh, me right under the bus there John. i'm like man i know we're on front street right now you know yeah. <laughs> put me on fucking blast <laughs> he's like well, can you tell him to call me and i'm like yeah well no i don't i don't have the number for where he's at but if you want to give me a call it to writing to writing to writing because oh, he, okay. he, he doesn't know if you're getting his mail and stuff his letter. I haven't gotten anything from him recently, but it's also because I moved. I moved into an apartment. Oh, so the email's piled up somewhere from him, but could be. But like I said, we don't want to keep you from your friends, though. You know, you know, you're there having a good time. We don't want to keep you for too long. Yeah, yeah, any chicks? Any chicks down there in Washington? Yeah. I'm sure there's a few, but I'm not here for that. Why not? What do you mean, why not? Well, is Jamie, <laughs> is Jamie with you? No. Well, then. 
The, oh, she listens to the podcast? <laughs> no, she doesn't listen. To, she, she doesn't listen this, to the podcast, thank you God. Can't, you can't blow her a kiss or nothing? Can, hey, baby, missing you. Uh, she's, not, she's not listening to this, and I really hope she's not listening to any of the shit we talked about. We ain't doing nothing. So go ahead and tell us about the plans of the ladies, then. You got to be fucking going to find somebody. <laughs> if that happens, man, I'll, I'll give you all the gory, juicy details. Well, hopefully it ain't Tina Welch. Have you ran into? Uh, if I find uh, her around here, dude, I will shit a brick. If I find her around here, then I gotta do something. It's like it's meant to be. <laughs> God damn, man! I'm gonna tell Matt you said that shit. <laughs> well, you, you don't want him on the show anyway. So you well, ain't gonna talk. You don't even want him on the show. <laughs> are, you gonna, are you gonna try to see Aaron Myers? He lives up there. He's in Russia. Oh, I guess you're not gonna yeah. see him. He's on tour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's on tour. I remember, boy, you need to get in touch with Austin, our cousin. He's in Japan. How the fuck am I going to get in touch with him? In Japan. Send him a fucking Facebook message. That ain't hard, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I guess not that hard. <laughs> anyway, it's just something to think about because he'll have plenty of stories about that. And I'm sure you'd want to hear some of it. Maybe make fun of him a little bit for because he's put on weight too. God damn it. <laughs> Why are you so defensive about it? Why are you so defensive? Because everybody's bringing up everybody's fucking weight, and it's getting personal. <laughs> what, is it, is it we all know we're looking at each other. We all fucking know. It's not. <laughs> Look how round this face is. The fat face right there. Yeah, it's nothing you can do about it. When Shane was over three hundred pounds, he was he was face was pretty round. Man, Damn. Shane, you weighed over three hundred pounds at one time. Yeah, yeah, boy. Shit. That's when he was eating good. <laughs> Triple beef. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So not not one beef is he is a triple beef. <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> I, I got to catch you guys later. I got to go. All right. You have a good one. We'll see you in a little while. I'll, I'll fill you guys all in about everything on Monday. Okay. Have yep. a good one, sir. All right. I know, Shane. You didn't give a shit about none of that conversation. I mean, you know, it is what it is. As long as he's having a good time. <laughs> See your face right now. I don't give a shit about none of this stuff. I'm trying like, look, he don't care. I'm trying to make it somewhat interesting. You know. I mean, there's like, uh, you know, it'd be it'd be fun if like all the old uh, people we were working with back at Walmart and of course Canada, they all got together for like a party or something. That'd be fun. That's right here, Shane. Get, get, right. Oh, you got your uh, Jaeger mic shirt. Oh, 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 there it is. Can you see the frost on it? Can you see the frost? Can you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was dust at first, but yeah. Sure. Oh, Lord, Lord. Oh, how oh much so. You, you going to huh? just drink straight from the bottle? Uh, I'll do a Jaeger bomb real quick for you. Fill this up for you real quick. You using a uh, Red Bull? Oh, oh, yeah. Definitely, sir. Definitely. So, the Terminator, the Oscar winning movie. You know how old it is? Uh, you know how old it is right now on the October twenty sixth. You know how old it is right now? Thirty five years old. Oh shit! So that turns movie 30, came out. Turns thirty five. That movie came out when I was a baby. Uh, let's see. The Terminator, which was directed by the Oscar winning James Cameron, turns thirty five. Turns thirty five, Shane. Damn good movie, man. When did it come out? Because I thought it was. I thought it came out after I came out. Uh, well, no, that would have been the exact time you came out. No, it would have been right before. So it was in theaters right when you were in the, entering the world. So it was going out of the theaters and you were coming in. I cheers to that. Yeah. 
So, uh, you going to down it one shot? One shot for the fans. <laughs> there we go. There's the Jaeger going into the Red Bull. Red Bull gives you wings, by the way. And John's just going to down the fucking first one. Pretty much the only way you can drink a Jaeger bomb. Oh, man, Shane. Oh, man. Yeah. So, two more of those, and it's going to get really fucking interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be 3 o'clock in the morning. Shane, what time is it? I don't care. <laughs> We're talking about nothing. <laughs> Oh, I, I pray to God. I pray to God you don't get banging on your door saying it's time to go, John. Oh, that's why I can't have too many. <laughs> Maybe two. That's it. But you know, because that would be fucking bad. Oh man. Oh come on, John. Wait. Let's wait. Wait a moment. Now just take fucking <laughs> take the next one right now. Oh man, Shane. Y'all, fans, y'all don't know what a Jaeger bomb is. Go waste eight dollars at a bar. Oh, that's good stuff, Shane. Yeah, yeah, Jaeger, Jaeger, Jaeger's pretty good. Man, and that's a, that's that's so. I, I I always reference um Will Ferrell's character. You know, like it's so good. It, it touches your lips. It's it's so good. It's so when it, good when it touches your lips. Oh man, Shane, that's some delicious stuff right there. Uh, Did you see that um that uh Lord Dakin action figure? Man, Shane, I gotta have that. That's gonna fly off the shelves. I guarantee you. It's still got two months before it comes out. I mean, I mean that's going to fly off this shelf. And you think James Franks gets any credit for that? You think he's any, any dough from it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they have to uh, They have to meet with his people. Anytime somebody gets a figure made of themselves, if the company doesn't have the contract already, they have to go back and, you know, meet with them and do a face scan, and they get a, they get a little cut of it. I'm, uh, pretty, I'm pretty sure it's some stupid thing where he gets, like, one of the first ones out of the, you know, out of the company, you know, some shit like that, you know. That's why they've had such a hard time getting all of the uh, space marines from Aliens and all the uh, uh, special forces from Predator, mm-hmm. like because they just can't get the actors to get on board with it, you know. Just like how hard is it? Hey, all we want to do is make a tour of you. You get cut in. What more do you fucking want, man? You know, like we ain't got to scan your face. We're just. We'll get. We got artists that you know are professionals. We don't fucking even need you. Just, just sign yes, and the checks will roll in. That's it. <laughs> that's all. That's all you got to do. <laughs> but like you said, Shane, some people just don't want to. Just don't want to play ball, I guess. So, but uh, it is what it is, I guess. So, anyway, but yeah, turns thirty-five today. Which one was your favorite? One or two? Or three or four or. I think I get. I, I'd have to sit and watch them again. Last time I watched them, I ended up liking uh, one more than I did the rest. Uh, but the director's cut for two had some new shit in there that I hadn't seen before, and I was like, "Well, damn, that makes a lot of sense." So, see, what the problem with the difference between one and two? So, first of all, you can just go ahead and throw three in the fucking garbage can. That was just a. Uh, which one was that one? Which one was that, that was one? The one where he takes those little uh, star sunglasses and puts them on his face and then puts them back off. Um, that one was a that one was a, a bomb. It was a fucking dumpster fire. And then you had uh, Salvation, which it was like Christian Bale playing John Connor. And I remember, you know, the, the scenes from Terminator One and Terminator Two when they were going to the future. Like all that shit looked super cool. And I was like, okay, they're going to do one from the future. That's going to be badass. 
And it just ended up being Christian Bale, like, uh, talking screaming to... The whole, screaming the whole time, or... Yeah, well, he was talking to a tape recorder, and he was riding a shitty motorcycle, and they didn't have any laser guns. It was all M16s, and I was like, what the fuck, man? This isn't this isn't anything like the future, you know? Yeah, How? Well, I, you're, I think we were thinking they already have evolved to, like, the, the pulse laser, pulse plasma guns already. No, they were still... In the early stages of the war, where they still only had fucking machine guns and yeah, I get that. They have like it was supposed to be a turn, like the, it was basically a war of escalation. Like the humans are still fighting back; they haven't completely lost yet. And then I guess the robots would come up with a new technology, and then they would win. And then humans would get all into camps, and then he slowly starts breaking people out. But you know, I, I just I just the only cool part I liked about Salvation was the CGI Arnold they had show up. And they start playing the music, you know, the dun 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 dun, and like John Connor's like freaking out because he's seeing him again, you know. And then um, Genesis was okay, okay. Yeah, it, it was all right. It, okay, it was what? better than it was better than, I guess three and four. I guess you call it way salvation. three and salvation. Yeah, way better. But um, between one and two, I, I think I enjoy number one better. But two is obviously the better movie. It has a message. It actually means something. It tries to. You know, it's it's more than just a robot killing people. It's about, you know, trying to value human life and becoming a father. And it's all this shit behind it that's not, you know. And number one was basically just a slasher movie, but with Terminator, you know. It, more- it turns out that uh, Kyle Reese, who was sent from ni- from 2029 back to, 19, uh, to 1984 to protect Sarah Connor. 2029, Shane. Yeah, that's only nine years from now, or ten years from now, rather. <laughs> like, wait a minute, yeah. So, so I wonder if they're gonna do they're gonna do like some grand move. They're gonna do some kind of grand movie release or something, or you know. Oh, when it's actually that year, probably uh, they, they did that with it. It came out twenty-seven years after the first it, and it's the monster's supposed to show up every twenty-seven years. Yeah, so that all worked out. So. Like I said, maybe they'll, they'll do something special. They got ten years to plan something, so you know. But yeah, um, Kyle Reese. Well, you know, basically you're a soldier back then. You know, better just don't don't fucking die. You know, when you're uh, a soldier. What, what were they? They said they're Marines, or they were just uh, resistance fighters, yeah, or just the human resistance. But my thing is, is uh, in that. When you see that scenes from the future, like they're all like underground in an abandoned subway tunnel, and it's like, what do them fucking people eat? Like, where do they grow crops? How do they get? They, they show you they're eating fucking rats and shit. You know, yeah. just trying to survive to the next day. You know, that's all that is. Counting on their dogs to let them know if the Terminator's knocking at the door. Man, say, I bet, I bet Terminators hate dogs and dogs hate Terminators. You know. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think I it's cool that they got that uh, uh, actress uh, Linda Huff, Hilton come back. Hamilton, yeah. Hamilton, come back. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I mentioned this on the podcast before. When they brought them all out at Comic-Con, they brought her out first. They brought Arnold out last. And Arnold was at one end of the table, and she was at the other. And I was like, I wonder if there's some shit there. I wonder if they don't like each other. They mad at each other or something? I mean, it's possible. I mean, I'm sure. Well, they just... They just did like a little video together, you know. Man, that's why it, man, it gets to, gets, I don't know, who knows what. They get a little, 
tension still. They think they still don't like each other or some bullshit, you know. I mean, sometimes movies back in the days were a lot of drama because, you know, at the time Terminator 2 was made, Arnold was a fucking megastar. Like, you know, that's everybody knew who he was by then. And sometimes that can get away from you. You know, you get, get a little big headed and you start thinking people are going to do what you want them to do, you know, and can cause problems. Let's see. And let's see. I know I watched Red Sonia. Terminator's Red, the Orange Terminator Red Sonia. What was that about? Uh, essentially, Red Sonia is the female version of Conan, uh, but she's got red hair. Oh, really? Round two. I don't know if she's got powers, but um, yeah, Arnold. Uh, damn, son. Arnold reprises his role as Conan in that movie. Just two. That's it. You're I got to drive. I got to break the drive out. I got to. <laughs> so I can only do two. That's it. So you don't think that too affected you somehow? You don't. You don't feel it seeping in. Am I? Am I slurring already? Shame. <laughs> fuck it. Just two in. Fuck what, John? Just fuck it. All of a sudden, you put the camera down. You just fall asleep right there on the floor. Yeah. Shane, go look at the rain. Let's go look <laughs> at the rain. Just outside the rain. John, get out the rain. It's raining, Shane. I was surprised by how fucking cold it was. Oh man, I keep it in the freezer. I went I to go get freezer. I went to go get Roger's costume this morning, and I was like, "Shit, I wasn't expecting this." It's freezing, dude. Commando. We all watched Commando. Yeah, I haven't watched Commando. You're missing out. Good, Good movie. Com Commando's. Uh, what? I said Commando's fun. Uh, well, that, that, let's see. I'm trying to think like the Predator that you don't see a lot of take. Like that Predator to me is like classic because and it's still up to date because yeah we don't see no one walking around with a fucking minigun in the army but you don't see no cell phones you don't see no cameras you don't see all they the, the most they have is their guns and that one radio that guy's trying to use that's all you see that's all you see so it's pretty cool that you know that's that movie can be that way and still be like almost you know but like that you don't you don't see someone with a minigun and then even in the um the, the newer The Predator movie, I forget his name. He had a minigun, but it was a shorter version of the minigun. Right. So. Yeah, there was nothing. That movie, I haven't. I still haven't seen it. It just did not look good to me. It just didn't look good. Which one? I, the Predators or the, 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 new, the newer one? The Predator. The Predator. The, yeah, it, yeah. It, what they needed to do. Is they need to do another Alien versus Predator, but make it far into the future with the Space Marines, and have the Predator team up with the Space Marines and like be one of the team, like they they work together in a unit. Man, you know how hard it is to get a director to do that just right. You know, you get you have the like the Predators working along with them, and he's like when the Marines are like getting their asses kicked, they're like calling the big guy, and a fucking Predator shows up and just starts fucking kicking ass. You That'd know? be cool. That'd be cool. You gotta get like James, like I said, you have to get like James Cameron or uh, fuck. Maybe I don't get, know who else. Big thing, big. I guess J.J. Uh, Abrams get him on it. Uh, it's just be a bunch of fucking explosions. You know, J.J. Seen the new uh, Star Wars trailer yet? The the last one that came out. I, I watched it, Shane. Still not interested. Still not interested in it. Yeah. I watched it. Still not interested in it, some bitch. Well, didn't see three PO say I'm going to go see all my friends die for the last time or something like that. Nothing, but I want to see. I just wanted to see my. I just wanted to see my friends one more time. I think something dramatic happens 
in that moment, like either he like explodes or he shoots somebody. I think something dramatic happens in that moment. I really think so. I think either, <laughs> like like either like he breaks down or people find that you know what we're done with. We're done with R two D two. We're done with C three PO. Let's just let's just pull the fucking bandaid off. Let's just end it right now. I think that's what's gonna happen. Very disappointing. Very disappointing story. That that second movie. So it's kind of funny because like the first Star Wars like changed everything. Everything changed after that, and so they had to top it with the next movie. And so Empire Strikes Back. A lot of people say that's like the best sequel ever made. Mm-hmm. Well, so Force Awakens come back and people are like, all right, the prequels are done. We everybody knows they were shit. So this is going to be what changes the game. This is going to be the big one. And they're like, okay, it comes out, and it's like, yeah, it was fun, good time. wasn't wasn't terrible, wasn't amazing, but it was fun. They said like, they said it was the the new hope, but yeah, it was mastered, it pretty much was the same thing, but with just new technology. Yeah. But the second that second movie, John, that's a fucking Phantom Menace dumpster garbage fucking fire. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. They, they, they totally forgot about Star Wars while they were making that damn movie. You think there'd be one? Guy, yeah. There'd be one guy on the set saying. This is not Star Wars. You're not filming Star Wars. You're filming some shit about some horses and some shit at a casino. And you're trying to talk about slavery and lower class. It's not what the fucking universe is about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not your chance to say it. Like the first, the first Star Wars movie, it's, it's really about, you know, it's about somebody going on an adventure. It's the hero's journey. You know, he's got to go. He's got to go on a quest. He doesn't want to go. Well, he wants to go. But then he he has to make a decision, and then he has to go, and it's just a fun story. But that that last one, man, that fucking thing was a franchise killer. That damn thing sucked. I I, I think they realized that, and I, like I said, it they might just just like I said, she just just pull the bandaid off. You know what? We don't we don't fucked it up. Throw a fucking hail mary. And let's read, you know, let's see what happens, like, you know, and, and uh, compose ourselves again. I think that's all they can do. Just fucking throw a Hail Mary, make, make some dollars in this fucking trilogy, and just start over again, you know. What do you think about the uh, Joker beating out Deadpool on the in the box office? They said it was Deadpool 2, not actual Deadpool. Oh. <laughs> he okay. beat out Deadpool 2. Oh. Well, didn't Deadpool 2 do better than the first Deadpool? I think... You're probably right. I think people got more excited about it's another Deadpool movie and watched more of it. So that's that's what I think. When I watch the first Deadpool, the only part that I will watch from now on is when they show up for the final fight and they get out of that taxi cab and the DMX music starts playing. I watch that. And that's the only I don't watch his origin and all that shit. I don't care. It's boring as fuck. And him and that girl, whatever. They're making it, you know. But when I watch uh, Deadpool two, that whole fucking that's a, just a funny ass movie, you know. I liked it. I, I like that all of X Force gets fucking killed, you know. <laughs> I like that he's sick. He's uh, he's in the prison. He, his powers aren't working no more. They got the collar on him. They got the fucking Juggernaut there. I think Juggernaut looked good. I, I like the way they did Juggernaut. I liked it. I don't like the last part where he showed the. Uh, electric pole wire up his ass, but you know, I thought it'd be a little more dramatic than that, but it's still funny though. So, yeah, apparently, Ryan Reynolds tweeted R rated box office congratulatory posts aren't like the ones you're used to. And it's a picture of the Joker standing on those steps and it says, You motherfucker. And underneath it, it says Deadpool. 
or love Deadpool. So I think it's one of those things like you gotta congratulate him because that guy that has that guy ever done like grade A movies, Mr. Phoenix? Has he ever done like you know uh, Gladiator? Huh? Gladiator? Yeah. Well he was really a side, you know. He was the bad guy. Yeah, but yeah. Okay, so you're talking about like big franchise movies. Well, I guess uh, like his sta- I guess a standalone movie for him. Her? Yeah. That was all right though, wasn't it? He had a he had one that was a cop movie. Him and uh I want to say Mark Wahlberg were in it. I can't remember they were brothers. Um what else? Yeah, I mean, he doesn't do a lot of action stuff. So you, nope. He was quite due for his own. So oh, 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 uh, uh, walking hard, the Johnny Cash story. Okay, I retract that. He did walking, walk the line, or walking walk hard. Walk the line. He did that. That was a good one. I, I retract my statement. He did. He did good. Walk, walk the line. Walk. The Johnny Cash movie. <laughs> <laughs> Ring of Fire. Walk the line. We're gonna name up all Johnny Cash songs and hope his <laughs> Hurt myself. I can. But yeah, yeah, he did good. That was, that was his. Yeah, he did good there. He did really good. I like that movie. One like time, it's good. But now, what I really like was Dewey Cox. Did you see that one? Dewey it was Johnny the. Dewey, uh, Dewey, Dewey Cox. It was. Uh, <laughs> so he's basically making fun of that story. So he's like a musician, but uh, I guess he, somebody feeds him manure when he's a kid or something, and he loses his sense of smell. So instead of going blind like Stevie Ray. Or whatever, like an old music, he loses his sense of smell, and uh, I guess somehow he gets dumped in horseshit again, and he brings it back, and he's like, "Oh, I can smell it, it's shit," and he's like rubbing it all in its face. <laughs> and there's uh, Tim Meadows is in it, this goofy little black guy, and uh, he's talking to him, and he's he goes into uh, the dressing room, and he's like wrapping his arm up, and he's getting ready to shoot heroin, and Dewey Cox is like, "What are you doing, man?" And he's like, "Oh, uh, you don't want none of this shit. It's fucking heroin." Fuck you up, man. And he told then he lists all the side effects to heroin. So a couple of months go by and he goes into the dressing room again and he sees the guy. And this time he's doing a line of cocaine. And he's like, You don't want any of this shit, dude. It'll fuck you up. It burns your nose and it makes you go crazy and you get angry for no reason. And it's expensive as fuck. And then like the third time he's in there and he's smoking a little joint, and he's like, You don't want none of this shit, dude. It has no side effects whatsoever and it's not addictive in any fashion. It'll fuck you up. <laughs> It's pretty dumb, but uh, yeah, it's a good movie. Now we gotta give it up for Mister um, Mister Bill Paxton. Yeah, yeah, he's been killed by a Terminator, a Predator, and an alien. Yep, yep, classic guy. He, God, he, I, 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 I was sad though. I can say I was sad when he died. Like man, well, so unexpected, wanted... huh? It's so unexpected. Yeah, that's one of those characters you wish you could meet. Like man, I really wanted to. I really wanted to meet Bill Paxton. I really wanted he to meet. Still, he was still pretty hot. Like he had that Edge of Tomorrow, that Live Die Repeat movie with uh, yeah. Tom Cruise. He was funny in that one. Yeah, like I said, he, and he had one that one TV series he was playing in, and and like I said, like oh man, it sucks. You know, at least like when I met Stanley, I didn't meet Stanley. He walked by me, but I, like at least I was like, oh fuck, Stanley. You know, <laughs> you know, he was he was close to me, but um, yeah, he's one of the characters oh. like. I heard, and I don't know if this is true. I'm going to have to look into it. It sounds like it's just a rumor. But I heard that because Stan Lee signs, signed so many fucking comic books, 
it actually hurts the value of the comics because a lot of collectors don't want any signatures on there. They just want it to be just the comic book. What? Yeah. They say that they want the comic in the original form unaltered. And if San Lee signs it, it affects the value because it's it's been altered. Uh, uh, it depends who you are, I guess. You know, you know, it, you know, it just depends who you are, Shane. Do you want one signed? Do you not want one signed? It, it, yeah. it depends who you are, you yeah. know. I don't know if that's true. That's just what I heard. I heard it on uh, that episode of um, Pawn Stars where somebody brought in a, um, it was some first editions of, I think, the Hulk. It was like the first six issues of the Incredible Hulk. And the guy was like, yeah, man, it's worth like $50,000. And they were like, shit. And they weren't expecting it to be that valuable. Damn. But when those when those people get in there and professionally grade comics, like they get fucking picky. They're like, oh, yeah, the staples got a little wear here. Uh, it's a little crease in the page. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's, what, you, that's yeah. what you you that's what you pay them for, you know. Yeah. That's what you pay them. Like, no, I want you to find every flaw in here. Then when you get back, what, what are we talking about? Well, I, I, here's all the flaws that are in it. Sorry, you don't have a 9.9 or you don't have a perfect 10. You got a 9.8 or 9.6. Man, I've I, I never seen them, but I met anyone like that. But I'm pretty sure they get fucking pissed. They're like, no, nah, man, this thing is a fucking perfect 10. This guy gives it a fucking 8.6. It's bullshit. Well, that, that motherfucker is going in there. You know, with his little gloves or whatever he's doing, flipping it real easy, not to ruin it. You know, just the way you you brought it into him or sent it to him and grading it for you. So, what well, I don't understand. Can't blame him doing his job. You know. You know that show, uh, Comic Book Men. Yeah. They had an episode where they were going to do bucket bucket list items, mm-hmm. and uh, Walter, the guy who runs the store, said one of his bucket list items was to actually hold a copy of Action Comics number one, the first appearance of Superman. Mm-hmm. And I guess Kevin Smith knew somebody at DC, and he hooked him up to go do it. So they go to the vault. And you, would th- in my mind, I think it's going to be like some kind of fucking secured, lockdown fucking shit that can- nobody can get into. Mm-hmm. It's just a fucking office. It's on a shelf with some other stuff. R- it's not, really? It's not like I mean, I'm sure there's like a key locked, to lock the door, but the door. <laughs> if you were like a fucking, you know, a spy or some shit, you could get in there and get that million dollar comic book. I mean, everybody would know it's stolen. And then if it shows up on the market conveniently, they're going to know that's the one. But yeah, they just, they walked in there and they're like, here you go. And they let him, they let him hold it. And he asked if he could open it. And they're like, no, we can't open it like this. We have to open it underneath some glass. So, you know, get your fingerprints on it. But yeah, it's right there. Well, so I you guess, know. I guess if DC Comics ever starts to tank, like if business is going bad, hey, just sell that comic book and you got a you got a mill, easy million. So, so they got, but was it graded? It's not graded. Oh, it's perfect condition. Perfect condition. Is yeah. it? Is it by its own little glass and everything? Is it perfectly graded? Yeah. Oh no, that doesn't have. It's not graded by the comic codes, but it's okay. there in their fucking facility. So, you know, you're, you're not going to say if you. If, it, if you're getting that thing graded, like, you're going to go in person with your attorney and you're going to fucking watch them. You're not going to just send it off and say, hey, guys, we need you to grade Action Comics number one. They'll fucking steal it, you know? I mean, and then you got to prove they did it or they'll damage it. It's just not worth it. I mean, hmm. I think when it's I, that valuable, I don't think you want that company grading it. 
So you want to know that's worth a million dollars, not someone grading it and degrading it more. Like, oh, yeah, your million dollar comic had a few little dents here and there, not really worth a million dollars, you know. Yeah, because they, they have to examine every page when they're grading that shit. I remember when that company first started, you could only get comic books graded if you sent them 300 issues. They had like a 300 minimum. Really? Now they'll just do one. You can do one at a time. Because like Brandon, I think he had his Deadpool first appearance in X-Force. He had his graded. He got it signed by um, that guy who's in who both the companies so they don't like. Rob Liefeld. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. I'm trying to see like, like, about grading comedy. You know, you know people, uh, people, um, fraud those, right? You can look up YouTube videos and people are like, yeah, this guy said this is a nine point six, but if you look, this has been tampered with. This has been pulled out. Look, the stick, it's a sticker they just stuck on there. It's not in the right label. You can you can pop this and pull it out like it's totally tampered with, and you know. Like I said, then people want to find a way to make money or, you know, just fucking ruin your fucking day, you know. Yep. No doubt about it, man. Um, so what do y'all got going on tomorrow? Still waiting for that baby to show up, you know. Still Could waiting. be tomorrow. Could be on my birthday. Me and me and uh, uh, Emily. Is it Emily? Yeah. Me and Emily is share a birthday. Well, and the doctor said. Um, Tomorrow is a due date. She felt some pressure today. We thought it was the go time. It wasn't go time. And tomorrow, got her walking up on her feet, walking, trying to get it out. Yep, ain't doing nothing. So tomorrow, you must. So you got all day tomorrow. If not, they said um, maybe the third. We're going to induce on the third, but still, even then, you got till now until the third. You know, so it could be happening like right now, anywhere. So. So is she doing it uh, out the, you know, the vaginal, or is she doing a C-section? Vaginal. Yeah, Sarah keeps saying, even though Roger was, you know, vaginal, she keeps saying, I want a C-section. I want to see something like, Sarah, they're, they're going to do what they need to do. Like, they'll, yeah, they'll make their, I'm, I'm they that, need a C-section, they'll do it. They don't just sit there and go off of what you say. If it's time to go, it's fucking time to go. The funniest story I heard was, from a friend at work, was his brother... His brother passed out. I said, "Well, what happened?" Well, what happened was, doctor said we gotta go in. We got we can't do vaginal. We gotta do C-section. So they put the block. They put the thing up, you know, and they're they're cutting open. And his dumbass Shane, what's going on? Oh, oh my god, <laughs> he passed out. Shane passed. Yep. They said like Shane, his feet like just like went out. He just passed out on the floor. <laughs> yeah, some people can't hack it, man. Some people. Uh... Yeah, what was it I was doing? I would say it was uh, it was either at the I think when I was when I was working at the prison, they had uh you had to go in to get some type of shots for so you wouldn't get hepatitis B or some shit like that, and so this is like in the beginning the training academy. Mm-hmm. One guy was standing there and he just when they got when the when they they pulled out the needle he just collapsed he just fucking fainted. He didn't want to get a shot I guess. Well, so some people it's very dramatic I guess, but. But yeah, I I, I went up douche. Ain't there. Oh, damn it! I meant to look that up. There is a haunted house. Off topic, real quick. Oh, there, I heard there, podcast. You you getting ready to go on an adventure? Uh, okay, I, I, Daniel Daniel got fucking super excited, 
And he was like, I'll go with you. I'll go with you. Like, I'm like, hang on. Okay, dude. I'm down. Yeah, like, I, I was like, I already called one place. They asked me, please don't do that. You know, it, it's no trespassing. But they were happy that I actually was like, well, we're happy that actually someone called. We're not to go out there and chase no one off. But we're happy that you called. No, not this time. Please don't trespass. Okay, no big deal. I won't trespass. Another place I went to, they said, uh, another place I saw, they said it had no trespassing signs on there. So I didn't want to go on there. And now everyone's saying, like, oh, you're, you're a fucking pussy. No, I don't get fucking shot at. You know, I don't know if the owner is down the street. I don't know if someone who's watching the place is, you know, across the street. You know, I don't want to go into somewhere and start fucking poop, uh, start uh, looking around and someone thinks, oh, this guy went in trying to steal the copper piping. No, I want, you know, like, by the way, I'm not trying to fucking steal nothing. I'm not a looter. I just want to see, you know, it's exciting to do this stuff. But like I said, if you don't have to get the right, uh, like ghost hunters, you got to get the permission to do it. You can't just fucking start wandering around shit and start looking around. They tend to frown on that. So I just don't want to get in trouble. I don't want a cop rolling up on me saying, well, sir, do you, did you get permission to walk this area? No, sir, I didn't. Well, technically, you're trespassing. I got to give you a ticket or I got to take you to jail right now, you know. So that's the only thing with it. So two out of three places I had are no-go. So I haven't got a call back on the third place. So I'm waiting on that. But like I said, though, if I see any kind of signing that says, please not trespass, technically I'm not going to go in there. I'm not going to break into somewhere just to fucking look around, you know. Well, yeah, and it's not worth it because, you know. Yeah, not- so people, oh, people do it all the time. Like, no, people do it all the time over in the UK. I don't know what their rules are or how they do it. I don't know how much how much trouble they get into for doing that. I don't you know, they never tell you that part, but I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to be in jail because I don't think I'm fucking trespassing some bullshit. So it's you it's got different. The camera set up? You got the camera to, to see all of it? You got I got like I got my GoPro. I got my helmet or my shoulder mount that I'm gonna use. Um I got my phone. I got my flashlight. Uh after that shit, it's just blue jeans and sneakers and, you know, just go for it, you know. So, it, it's, like I said, I just, you know, I just, I just don't want to go in somewhere that I know I'm not fucking, I know I'm not supposed to be in. You know, right. unless, I know it's, unless it says a bad then, you know, I, I, you know, I can't go do it, you know, so. But, I, you know, I'm still excited. I hope that the last one turns out okay. And it's just proving to him, like, look, I just want to do this oh so it's not haunted well i just want to you know just walk through there i don't i don't want to steal nothing i just want to browse around i won't mess with nothing i won't break nothing well we appreciate you calling and you know we appreciate that you know you should reach out to us but no not this time we're not gonna let you like okay you know no no harm no foul so well let me know when y'all are gonna do it i'll i'll try to get try to get to go with y'all yeah oh definitely definitely like I said, I'm, I'm my next thing i'm trying to do you know so it's like I said, it's, it's one of the things that pain in the ass, you know. Uh, people don't realize I didn't know how much effort it took to actually find a place and ask you permission to do it. And yeah, it's just, uh, just, uh, like, I kind of sucks. The one place I want to go to is this big ass building. It's abandoned. I think they're about to tear it down or something. And I just asked, and no, no, thank you. And the other one's like, I like I, said, I saw all no trespassing. It's like, well, I was not gonna do it. Like I said, I, I just don't want to be that one time I walk out of there. There's an officer looking at me like, "What are you doing over there?" Yeah, <laughs> the fuck out of here. Yeah, you know, chase me off, or I told. Well, you know, 
Uh, who knows, Shane? Who knows, who knows this, these time of days right now? So, all right, boy. Yeah, I just want to get my hands in trouble. But definitely, like, yeah, but I got everything ready. You know, I just need a spot to do it at. So, but it is what it is. Like, Daniel decided, Daniel did some, did he send you pictures yet? Daniel nope. said he's been, he's been working on some super secret project that he won't even tell me what he's doing. Some kind of costume or Halloween costume or something he's been working on that he, he won't even tell me, you know. Oh, did you see the little suit I got, Roger? The little Robin? Holy, holy, uh, floor, uh, Swiffer Batman. <laughs> yeah, he loves that fucking Swiffer, man. He carries that damn thing everywhere. Like, can you use it to actually clean some shit? Can you actually do that instead of just yeah. running around with it? You actually just don't work with it, son? Yeah. Just looking funny with it? So. Yeah, he needs to help run the house shit, you know, but. Yep. But, um, I don't know. Like I said, I'm glad Aaron came along and we got to talk to him for a little bit. Glad to see he's having fun over where, uh, over at Washington, so. Yeah, good for him. Good for him. Yeah, he's doing something productive. Did he, right. did he so, call your cousin? He still, a, he still don't have a job, so. He still don't have a damn job? No. Like, my cousin Brandon had it hooked up and he, uh. He didn't do it. Pissed that away. Yeah, it's like why even why even talk to him if if you're not going to do it? Since so now Brandon, his boss is was counting on having somebody there, and Brandon's like, yeah, my cousin's interested. Who knows if he, he was trying to hold it for somebody or what? You know, well, you can't do that. Way. Well, we done talked about Aaron so much already. Yet. First, we bored the fans <laughs> talking about Aaron. Yep. But um. But like I said, though, I'll, I'll you know I'll keep searching. If you find something, let me, if you see anything, let me know. I'll, I'll I, I seem to have a good you know talking to people. They seem to like me, but you know, yeah, you know, <laughs> we tell them what you're doing. You know, they're like, but it's not haunted, or or it's nothing in there, or you know, well, right. you know, go, go check I'll, it out, huh? Go check it out. Yeah, let me tell you, yeah, like like I told that one lady, I like, ma'am, I don't want to break nothing, I want to steal nothing. I just want to go to my flashlight. I might be in there hour, hour and a half tops. You know, no, no, no problem, no foul. I'm like, so, oh well, that's kind of boo. And I'm trying to find other spots that are public that I can go into. Like, okay, man, I can find like, uh, what was I thinking about? Like a. Like, I know someone says, like, a bridge or some shit. Like, I'm not trying to go look at no damn bridge, but a couple of abandoned bridges look fucking scary, you know, if you go look at them. So, yeah. But, oh, well. Like I said, it, you know, a work in progress for the fans. I'm trying to do something special for them or uh, find other things they can see us doing. And we're actually out there doing stuff. So, except us just sitting by the camera and our, uh, sitting on a table or balls or whatever we're doing, looking at our toys. They're going to discuss stuff that don't matter, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> So, but okay, let's say we'll get something for them. We'll get something for them for sure. Well, what, what time are we at? Oh, so we've hit over an hour. We hit over an hour. All right. right. All right, then, Shane. I guess, uh, I guess go ahead and take us out. <laughs> are you sure you're not about to take another shot of that Jaeger? I might take one before I go to bed. <laughs> I might take one more. Yeah. I, like I said, my tolerance is low, so I feel it. But I'm not floating, though. You know, I'm not that spot. You don't have that glide? No, I, I'm not there yet. So, but like I said, I'm, I'm myself, I might still say no. Be irresponsible. She come right in. I, it's time. Time. Yeah, I'm going to lay down for a minute. <laughs> yep. You're going to have to drive, honey. <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be bad. 
<laughs> Can you imagine her? Yeah, I explained some her to her mother-in-law, my mom. Why didn't JP drive? Oh, because he was drunk. Because he would decide to go ahead and go drinking <laughs> while I was pregnant. I mean, yep. no, I mean, a day before my due date, he went. He decided to go ahead and get drunk. You know, yep. so makes sense. Sounds about right. Everybody would be like, "Yeah, that sounds about like him." Yeah, yeah, that's not typical. So, like, yeah, so you might frown on that. So I might, you know. I might not do it. Then. I still say might. I'm not. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> right. right. But, all right. Just saying, go ahead, though. JP's what every morning, bright and early, sunshiny. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron at Southeast Third. Don't know where Daniel's at. Something big. Something top secret's gonna change the world. We're at Big Beefin. At B Beefin. We'll catch everybody on Monday. Have a good one, sir. Good night. Good night, sir.